thank our two sponsors this week, Electrovoice and SK Coffee. Electrovoice, for 91 years, Electrovoice has designed and engineered leading edge sound reinforcement solutions, products that empower the performer, exceed the expectations of the audio professional, and elevate the audience experience. Electrovoice makes live sound solutions, speakers, portable speakers, and microphones. They were kind enough to provide us with the mics we're using today and are a big part of helping make this podcast possible. So thank you to all the folks over at Electrovoice. We really appreciate it. And SK Coffee. SK Coffee provides amazing quality coffee beans. Seriously, some of the best stuff I've tried up here. And what's better is these guys work directly with the farmers who provide their beans to provide the utmost integrity and standards when it comes to importing their beans. So go to skcoffee.org where you can purchase individual bags of beans or sign up for a subscription. Use the code GREENROOM, all one word, again, GREENROOM, to get 15% off your first order. Uh, Again, skcoffee.org, use the code GREENROOM to get 15% off your first order. Uh, seriously you guys this coffee is amazing i've tried the peruvian and guatemalan blends and they're both out of this world i spent some time down in guatemala a few years back and one of my favorite parts of being down there was waking up every morning and being able to drink their coffee and now i think i can get an equivalent cup with their guatemalan blend up here from sk coffee so go to skcoffee.org again use the code greenroom for 15 percent off your first order Thanks again to Electrovoice and SK Coffee. Good morning. I guess I don't know when people listen to this. Good afternoon, whatever. Yeah, good day. Good, good day. Good day, good sir. Day, sirs good day, sir. Ladies and, uh, <laughs> and all other 26 uh, or whatever. Good morning only to people that listen yeah. to this podcast. There we go. That works. That works. <laughs> Um, so and you smoke weed. Just kidding. People, some people don't have to smoke weed, you know. I'm joking. I, I'm joking. You know, you got you got your job that doesn't let you. That's cool, man. That's cool. My job lets me. Not at my job, though. Yeah. Well, you smoke weed. I, sometimes. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> Good, Good morning. Time. Speaking of that, um, I'm looking at Reddit today, and it uh, looks like the Major Alcohol Industry Association announced its support for the right to legalize cannabis. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I need to, t- you know what though, the major alcohol uh, companies. I'm sorry, I need to take a break from the juice, guys. I need to. You think after last week's episode? Uh, no, that was you guys. Oh right, because you're talking to about go to for work. the interview. The he interview. Took that's several for this. shots of tequila. I'm that's not for this. Even gonna... uh, that's for this episode, actually. Oh the well, later for... on, you guys, on. Pat will be kind of drunk, and then he'll go to work. No, I wasn't drunk. You guys showed up. <laughs> and you guys all showed up after that interview, like, five hours later, just all shit-canned. Yeah, well, we'd been drinking all day. Yeah, I know. I was jealous. <laughs> I wish I could do that. So, anyway, um, in, in other hilarious news on the front page of Reddit today, um, a man who had sex with a horse said it gave consent by winking at him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's good for him. Good for him. I think, do you think there's got to be something a little bit wrong in his head there? Do you think there's a little, a switch that's turned off? Yes, I would say (laughs) so. He broke into some stables to... Oh, it wasn't even his horse? uh, Absolutely not. Um, Yeah, I think... (laughs) Does it matter if it's your horse or not, if it's giving you consent? I don't think it matters at all. You can't claim one horse as somebody's property, just like you can't 
claim, you know, like your, your partner is your property, right? Well, you know, like at least he went to jail for 10 months and was fined $700. Did he learn his lesson, do you think? I don't think that one learns a lesson in 10 months and $700 if you're doing things like that. But that's just What if another horse winks at him? Oh, man. Or what if, like, another animal, like, what if another barnyard animal looks at him? <laughs> like, a, she's walking, he's walking down the road, and oh, he sees a goat, and he wasn't paying attention to the goat, but all of a sudden that goat winked at him, and now he's got to stop and check out the scene. Well, hopefully it's one of those goats that just, like, screams and plays dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, that's good. That's yeah. a good move. It's a good move in general. Yeah. Um, play dead. Anyway. <laughs> uh I, so last night I went to go see George Clinton at the Varsity Theater here in Minneapolis on campus, on Krampus, and uh, in Stinky Town here in Minneapolis. Oh my God. Minnesota. You make us sound so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, and so my roommate and I went to go check it out and across the street from the Varsity Theater. Now, it's been so long since I've been on campus. But across the street is no longer the library, which used to be the, you know, everyday shit show. I would go there for White Trash Wednesdays when I was is that 21. When they, they had bacon and... They sure did. It was, I went there. It was free, endless bacon. I'm sure I, I nudged shoulders with your wife-beating, wife-beater-wearing ass. I don't know <laughs> if I ever did that. I just went there for the bacon. Really? You didn't yeah, ever dress was, up? No, I went there with this girl who... She was in Sorry, law school. Sorry, I called you a wife beater. I, I didn't I mean to. I don't have, never had a wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but no, I went there with this girl who was in law school um, that we were kind of, I, I guess you could say, I wouldn't say dating so much, but we went there and we eat bacon and then go back to her place and have sex. Mm. It was good. It was a good time. White trash, bacon, white trash all around. I mean, it was white trash pretty much all white around. White trash all night. It was all night. <laughs> Trashy. That's hilarious. Anyway, um... So now it's no longer the library, it's the poorhouse. And the poorhouse has been expanding. Apparently now they have like a... Um, like a, a they have three monopoly. locations. Yeah, they got... They like they also with the moved bars. into Coup d'Etat in, in Uptown. That's, yeah. And then obviously the downtown one above the exchange and yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, good for them. You know, it's it just goes to show you people love drinking. <laughs> I feel like every town in the world has a bar called the Poorhouse, by the way. Right. It's like... Um, I, in Bozeman, one yeah. of the first bars I ever got into with my fake ID was the Poorhouse. The Poorhouse, mm -hmm. yeah. And they're like not owned by the same people. Or an Irish bar named Blarney's or bl something like the Blarney Stone along those names. There's, uh, maybe you, not you an time. Irish bar? Yeah, I guess it's just an Irish bar. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't think of one where I'm from in Bozeman, but... I feel like I've seen them. Anyway, maybe I'm just making it up. Anyway, I've, de I'm, I've, I've gone too off of the tangent from my story here. So I, w I went to the poorhouse before the show, me and my roommate, Paul. And it, it's actually, it's, I'm, I'm not going to go off on another tangent. It's just weird looking in there now. It's totally different. But I go to. Is it really? The bar is in the same place. No. It still has. It's, it's not. They shortened the bar. So there's only like half the seats now at the bar. And it's only, it's not like a island bar. It doesn't go out anymore. It's just pushed up against the wall. Yeah, good. But then they've gotten rid of like a lot of the floor space by putting an elevated like platform, which is where I think they have. Are uh, they going to have a venue in there? Well, they have. Okay. So this is another thing. I could go off about this place. They have this thing called shit sh uh, the shit show. Which is, uh, I 
want to say like looks like a weekly DJ residency and the guy who looks who's DJing I don't know who he is if you're out there listening I'm sorry but he looks kind of like a shit show Oh, I thought you said his name was DJ Shit Show. I don't know. It could be. It's just, it's called this, I think the event is called the Shit Show. Oh, God. Okay. And they have like a really nice, uh, some uh, CDJs. They have a whole deck, like a big coffin thing that's already set up there, which I think is a bad place to put it near the beer pong table. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think you should be putting it near the beer pong table, people, if you're out there. What do you know, Pat? You don't even work at a lower end bar. I, I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> anyway, so I go and order a beer, and I see that there's an IPA on tap called Joe's IPA. And I ask the bartender, this young kid, I go, what, what's the deal with Joe's IPA? And he doesn't really answer. There's this awkward pause. And so I go, is it good? And he goes, yeah. And th- think about this for a second. He goes, yeah, it's from Oregon, Colorado, Boise. And that threw me off. So I'm like, he's pouring it for me. And I'm thinking, it's from Oregon, Colorado, Boise. <laughs> Winchesterton Fieldsville. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, uh, did he said it. It's like pretty quickly, like Oregon, Colorado, Boise. I'm like, did he just make that up? Does he think that's all one place? Is it from three places? Or is, was he stumbling through his words? <laughs> To figure out which place it's actually from. I haven't looked this up. Can you Google Joe's IPA and see where it's actually from? Yeah. And really tangentially, (laughs) um, this just reminded me that yesterday I was watching Orange is the New Black and there's this part where this new inmate comes in and she's like crying and talking about how she used to help build houses for a charity out in Zania. And somebody's like, oh, where's that? And she's like, Ohio. And they're like, okay, well, you should stop. You should start just saying that you build houses in Ohio because that's very misleading. <laughs> Zania? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what's the deal with Joe's IPA? Where hey, he, the, the first one was right. It's Oregon, everybody. It's not... Colorado. Colorado or it's Boise. not Boise. It's not Idaho. It's Oregon. Oregon, Colorado, Boise. Weirdly, though, it doesn't say the city here, so what, that's um, weird. Ten Barrel Brewing Company. That's where it's from. Where's Ten Barrel? Did Brewing? you try it? I did. I ordered it. Okay. And that's what, like, when I was trying to pay, he said seven dollars, and I was trying to figure out how much to tip him, and it was, I was really confused because I kept that going. Based on where the beer was from. I was really confused because I was trying to figure out where this beer was from, and I was, like, processing his answer in my head. Oh, men and multitasking. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Good luck. I couldn't do it. Better luck next year. So where is it? Ten Barrel? I don't know where Ten Barrel is. I'm trying to find it. But what kind anyway. of reviews? What kind of reviews has it been getting? I mean, it looks like we got a four and a half star. We got a, a four star. We got a four star. What do you think? We got I another mean, four star. After hearing these reviews, the only thing that comes to my mind is just, you know, some people's kids. Oh, the, really? They're, yeah. they're not assimilating you? You just I, you just think it sucked? I thought it was pretty terrible. <laughs> okay. It was, like, not good. Sorry, uh, sorry, Joe. Um, you know what? It just wasn't, it wasn't for me. Apparently, I'm in the minority, though, here. But anyway, yeah, then we, then we went over to the show. It was George Clinton's farewell show, and it was, it was awesome. Like I told you this morning, I teared up a little bit. Yeah, Pat texted me that he cried. I cried. A, I cried a little bit. I didn't say. I wouldn't say cried, but I got a little. You know that feeling you get when you hear something really good and you kind of get chills and you kind of tear up a little bit. It was one of those moments. I haven't had that in like eight years. In the middle, I cried just a little, and I think I'm letting go. I'm not. 
and remember like I, that song? I have no idea what that song is. I think it's like bingo players, actually, or something. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Well, like I was saying, it's it's a good reminder um, that I have remo- emotions because for a while there, I was afraid I was a sociopath. Yeah, you know, so was I. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> uh, Pat the other day was ranting to me about how he feels that like young festival goers um, aren't warranted to have these life-changing experiences because festivals aren't all that cool because he gets to go to them pretty often. And I'm going to bring this up now. When you say shit like that, okay, that you cried at a concert. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Hey, you know, Fair I've enough. cried at concerts, too. I'm just saying. Fair enough. I'm just going to bring it up. Fair enough. So Fair you remember enough. that you're not a sociopath. Yeah. Uh, so ladies. <laughs> ladies and ladies. gentlemen. 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 Not a sociopath. This it's as good It's news. a jazzy fizzle from Pat's shizzle. <laughs> Um, so what else is going on? What else is going on in the news, Megan? Dude, okay, so today is Wednesday for us. It might be Friday for you. It's got to be at least Friday for you. Yeah, um, it's coming out. <laughs> anyway, today, I guess, technically Friday, um, I have a release coming out on Low Temp, which is Grammatic's label, and that's super exciting because I forgot about it. That's super cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Really Thank you. It's nice to have a foot in the door over there and... Um, I'm definitely going to be pushing some other projects towards them to see if anything snaps. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I have that coming out um, with on the same day as this podcast. And then next week as well, I'll be dropping a remix that I did of Static Panic. Are you on that one? I don't recall. Uh, probably not. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think there's any guitar on it, to be honest with you. I think it's just... Which song did like you Like a Wurlitzer and a bass guitar, basically. Um, it, I, re- I remixed Lose You to the Night. If you haven't heard of Static oh, yeah. Panic, you guys should go listen to it. Um, they're very, like... I'd say it's like a giant mix of, like, Michael Jackson and Panic at the Disco, which I think somehow their name, Static Panic, has to do with that a bit, because you can just sort of hear that tinge Now that you mention it... I hear it. Yeah, you can hear it in, like, the lyrical content, I feel like, and also just, like, the melodies that they write. But instrumentally speaking, it's very, like, 80s MJ, like a modern 80s MJ Prince sort of sounding thing. So you yeah, should go check it out. They're really good. cool gated drum sounds. I love it. Yeah, and they actually just recorded a live performance at The Current. So they're doing really well. Really? Good yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, Roe. I met Roe, like... Man, like seven years ago, probably when I was still doing hip hop stuff, he used to be signed with Last Triumph, um, J. Rod. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Last Triumph is a, I don't know, like music collective sort of merchandise stick, extravaganza. Company. Yeah, they, <laughs> you know, J. Rod is so good at merch; it blows my freaking mind. But yeah, um, Roe used to be affiliated with J. Rod, and um, he used to make all the I think like McCabe. trance and electro kind of stuff. Yeah, Roster McGabe McCabe was dudes. signed to them as well, and um, I think Mike Dom is still pretty involved. From yeah. uh, he's doing really cool stuff. From Particle, Particle, yeah, yeah, and also he plays for Plaid Hawaii. Plaid Hawaii. He's also doing like um, video game like soundtrack work. Yeah, yeah, which I, I guess is like his real Shaq, job for Shaq's new video. Yeah, there's game. like a Shaq Fu uh, remake that they did. And he did all the songs. He did, like, all the audio for it. He's been posting shit, like, videos on Facebook with him and Shaq, like, hanging out, which is absolutely mind-blowing to me. That is so weird. That's super cool. Yeah. He's done a lot of cool things, but I think that might be the coolest thing. Yeah, he has. And I don't know if J-Rod played any part in that, but J-Rod is, like, a marketing genius for sure. Got to give him that. Um, But, yeah, so... uh, 
Roe used to be signed with J-Rod and they would make like electro trance kind of stuff. And it's weird because it was right when I was starting to get into electronic music and stuff. And he was the first person I knew that was sort of in the hip hop world that was also kind of stretching into that area Very more cool. so. So Very cool. that was cool. And then we didn't see each other for like like four or five years or something like that. So I was hanging out on my back porch in Uptown and I saw Roe. And I yelled, and Ro ran right over and talked to me. And I asked what they'd been doing lately, and they sent me a whole thing of Static Panic, uh, new album. And I thought that it was just Ro that was working on it at the time. I'm not really sure. But then the next time I saw them, they were with two other people, and I ended up booking them out for one of the events that we did. Yeah, we played. Here in did town we play two events with them? It. Or was it just the one? Um, I feel like I there was a second we've one. We played. Once one or was, twice with them. One was for your birthday for sure. Mm -hmm. I think they both were at Studio, Studio B. B. I think that we saw them play, but we didn't play for a Skyway oh. show that we didn't book. Or did you did you recommend them? I think I, I think recommended them, them to Chrissy, and she took care of it. Yeah, yeah. And they are, um, so they, they did a, an in-studio thing at uh, The Current? At The Current, yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Good for them. When yeah, are we going to do that? I think they're killing it. They got some cool management. Yeah, right? I, I know. know. <laughs> you know the current. I know the they current. I know how they are. It's like a it's a it's a it's a flow of music in your ears, a current. It's you know, sometimes <laughs> it's Yeah. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's uh, El Nino. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. We'll run with that one. <laughs> So it's Anyways, National Hot so you Dog Day. You should go day. listen to Static, yeah, Panic Static Panic and Panic. eat a hot dog because it, it's hot dog day. It's hot day. dog day. I saw this thing on Reddit the other day where this guy was, it was, a, I think, a video where he was so drunk, he was dipping his hot dog into another hot dog. He was, like, trying to dip his hot dog into hot dogs. Oh, yeah, I totally Did saw you see that. that. That was hilarious. Yeah, when you're so drunk, you try to dip your hot dog into another hot dog. That's hilarious. Okay, people, here you go. This is um, really exciting for you. Today on National Hot Dog Day, there's lots of people giving away free hot dogs. Wait, where? Doghouse, uh, Flying J, Highway 55 Burgers. This is national speaking. Philly Pretzel Factory, Wiener Schnitzel, <laughs> 7-Eleven. Schnitzels. So if you got a 7-Eleven or, or a Flying J around... Um, you can go get a free hot dog. But this is going to be coming out after National Hot Dog Day. So Okay, well, that hopefully, sucks. <laughs> hopefully you got some free hot dogs. You could have got you a free hot dog. free hot dog. <laughs> oh, wait. It looks like you can get a free hot dog at Subway. Wait, is oh, wait, Subway no, making... This is an advertisement. This is bullshit. Is Subway doing hot dog sandwiches? Wait, no. Can disgusting. we get into this? Can we get into this? Is the, a hot dog yeah, a sandwich? Can we figure it out? I think it is. Oh, it's no. a piece of meat in between two buns or is it just one bun it's one piece of bread but it's kind of not cut all the way in half right so if the bun is still if it still has that bottom hinge like a hot dog bun is it still considered a sandwich is it like an open face sandwich so does both sides of the bun have to be cut to make it a sandwich you're right saying? do both sides have to be completely cut off to make it a sandwich like a burger a burger starts the burger bun starts as one loaf or one bun, I guess, of bread, and then it, it gets cut completely in half. Hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, so is it more of a wrap? It might be a wrap, but also, <laughs> if let's say you wanted to make it a hot dog sandwich and it's cut all the way down, then if you put any condiments, that's the worst. We all know that. You've all had it break on you. Huh. You know what I mean? On the bottom, and then all of a sudden you get ketchup and mustard and whatever else all over your hand. 
You know, it's just like National Fat Ass Week because it was also <laughs> National Ice Cream Day and National like Grilled Cheese Day, and now it's National Hot Dog Day, and I we, love all of those I, things. I, I like it's it. my week. It's a great day. It's <laughs> a great week. Um, but like, let's okay. Is it too? When does it become too much? National every day is National Something Day. Do we have to celebrate whatever happened to like President's Day? Nobody cares anymore because it's Grilled Cheese Week or whatever. What about Should Arbor Day? Should we really day? care about President's Day now? What are we, well, probably not. Yeah, but what I'm about Ar- what about something that. important like Arbor Day? You should go plant a tree. Nobody cares anymore. Have you ever done that? I did when I was a kid. I was just going to say, being a child and some adult made you do it. You just spontaneously went and planted a tree out of the goodness of your own heart, Pat? You know what, though? I probably would have if I remembered it, if it wasn't National, you know, Hot Dog Day every day or whatever else, like um, National, like, go post a fucking selfie day or something like that. I don't know what's going to be next. I think that selfie day is already a thing. So is it? You See, miss that. That's and what I'm also, saying. Also, you know, that's why I didn't remember Arbor Day. That's why I haven't planted stupid trees. Days. Today is also emoji day. Well, <laughs> fuck! What the fuck <laughs> is happening right now? Yeah, I don't really. I don't know. know. They already Am made I, a movie about it. Apparently, it wasn't super bad, but I don't even want to think about it. I don't. I don't want to think about it. Is it? Like, did we talk about Coco on here, by the way? If you haven't seen Coco, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's, it's on amazing. my watch list. I've heard it. Oh my God. You have really to watch it. I've watched it like 10 times. Stop watching The Office. It's amazing. I'm not yeah. lying, but you know, go watch Coco. It's super yeah, worth it. I need it. something new. Change up your nightly office, Futurama, friends routine, everybody, and go watch Coco. I know Pat loves friends. I do. I He's love. a total Ross. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> Who's yeah. Ross? Anyway, you're a total the guy who works at the coffee shop, man, the manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I was going to say, yeah, I feel am I just is it me just getting old or is like emoji day just the stupidest thing in the world? Um, I don't participate in emoji day. In or fact, like I'm going to not days. use emojis all day today am in spite I, of what today is. I think like I, I'm a, I'm a, a strong prop- proponent of the 80-20 rule, I think 80% of the population is a complete morons. Uh, and anybody who gets, like, wrapped up on all this stuff, like, ah, it's national. I feel like that's a Simpsons quote day. or something where Homer's like, everyone's stupid but me. Everybody is stupid but me. That's how I feel. And then another 20% of people. Uh, that's rich, dude. <laughs> uh, I feel like maybe I just need to lighten up. Yeah, yeah, you think? Maybe go get a hot dog and a grilled cheese and yeah. just participate in and the fun. And some ice cream, some vegan ice cream from Crepe and Spoon. You know, oh, everybody, here barf. we go, here we go. We got to hear All Pat's right. fucking opinion about ice cream, ice cream when they don't use actual dairy products and how it melts faster and how it doesn't taste it's good true. and how blah, 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 it makes tastes, your balls drink and blah, blah, blah. No, it tastes good, but like you ever go, if you ever Pat's buy... Pat's dad, to preface this, yeah. worked, owned... An ice cream shop when he was young. You want to talk about that, Pat? Um, yeah, I just made, I spent a lot of time making ice cream and I've eaten all the flavors. I've tried them all. And I actually don't really like, it's not really a treat have for me Have you tried anymore. blueberry goat cheese? Because that's what they have over there right oh, now. Oh, that actually sounds really pretty delicious. fucking bomb. It's really good. If, if someone comes at you with pickle ice cream, you punch them in the balls. Uh, what about um, that black ice cream that they have in Japan? I love how black Japan licorice. has that like black, ew, no. Black licorice it's not black licorice. Delicious. It's just, they have this fad in Japan where they make everything black. Like they had like oh. a completely black Whopper, where everything on it was completely black. The bun. Oh was, yeah, what do they do? That? Is it like remember squid that? ink or something? I don't know. Should I look that up? Yeah, check that out. See what's going on with that. 
Well, you're looking that I'm up. I'm not really sure what's going to come up with this. I did have what some I just Googled. <laughs> fucking fantastic ice cream in Seattle once. And it was like, oh, what was it? I don't know. They, some, they, they put like sea salt on top of it. They sprinkled it with sea salt. It was amazing. There is the black Whopper. Oh, what is that? That's a, just a black Whopper, yo. There's the black ice cream. There's that black ice cream. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. What's it taste like? I want to know. Um, are they going? Is, are they just going through a goth phase? Yeah. There's. Japan? Oh my gosh, a Ew. black bagel with like. Oh my god. What that is that chicken? Looks absolutely amazing. What Asian-inspired fried chicken filling? Oh girl, a little ghost bagel. All right, if you <coughs> if you live in London, you got to go to Little Ghost Bagels right the fuck now, because that shit looks amazing. Black lemonade. What, what are the they doing? F? What are they? How are they dying all of this stuff black? Is um, it squid ink? So it's going to be all bitter. Added carbon. Whoa. So With probably, hints of honey, lemon, and lavender. It probably cleans you out then. Black pizza. Good for you. Black noodles. Black pasta. I don't believe any of this shit. Think about all this stuff. We got we black got all cheese? these black we got all these black foods, and we finally just got our first black superhero. Black macaron. Yeah. You know I what, though? Did you see this? Bullshit. Black waffles? Did you see this shit? Uh, black hot dogs. Hot dog day. Woo! Ooh, black yeah. hot dog buns, y'all. Check it out. Look it up. Did you see a... Uh, Japan, I fucking said. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Ooh. Hold Not up. all of them are from Japan, sorry. If we're... Did you see this thing the other day um, that everybody's all celebratory for Marvel for having, like, the first, all, you know, black superhero, Black Panther, right? But somebody pointed out that they forgot... About Blade, Wesley Snipes, he had three fucking movies. Yeah, that's kind of rude, you know? Plus, Black Panther was not that good. I think Blade movies were way cooler. Yeah, I don't know. I was disappointed that the... Well, you know what? I'm not going to spoil it for people that haven't seen it. Yeah. But I thought it was going to be a little better. I thought the hot guy would be the protagonist. I'm going to leave it there. <sighs> I, I thought there was going to be a little bit more... Um, I liked the movie. I thought it was fine. Uh, is it my favorite superhero movie? Nothing can really beat Iron Man 1. Like, that's pretty fucking that good. That was pretty good. It's pretty badass. What about Tobey Maguire? Uh, <laughs> I'm totally joking, everybody. Calm down. Dude, it's so, uh, Superman 3, or not Superman, Spider-Man 3, the third one, where he, all of a sudden he, like, gave he himself an like, emo, emo haircut and he could, like, pick up all these chicks. Does that work in real life, guys? I don't know. Let's <laughs> ask Brock Bowling from Zugma. <laughs> Brock, how is it going? How's it working for you, man? Yeah. Are you getting it in on a regular basis? I'm sure he's doing just fine. I'm going to read this thing really quick, and then we'll move on. we got to do album right. of the week. Oh, yeah, we do. From the bun to the bratwurst, restaurants in Japan went, went the, whole hot do- the whole hog when creating their monochromatic do- hot dog. They should have said the whole dog. They should have. Yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole dog. I'm anyway. just going to correct it. Yeah. They went the whole dog when creating their monochromatic hot dogs, casting a black shadow over the perennially popular snack. And to bring this list full circle, just as the black burger started in Japan, so did the holy black hot dog. First popularized by Ikea. No, Vegas Premium Hot Dogs what? in Tokyo. And then Ikea Japan got in on the action with their own versions version a few years later down the line. Ikea. So Great. Ikea, shout out for your black hot dog bun things. That shit looks weird, but I want to, I want to eat it. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know what that would do to my insides. It's wild over here. All right, album of the week, y'all. Album of the week. Let's hear it. Give it to us, Joel. Album of the week. Right. Um, my album of the week is Chocolate City by Parliament. 
that's about it. It's it was the first Parliament album <laughs> I bought. Appropriate for your day yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I I went home like I had such a good time at the concert. I went home and I was listening to some um, Parliament and some Funkadelic albums, and it's it's great. Um, I was the first one that I bought. I think I like the Electric Fetus. Oh, hold up, that's not on that album. I was just playing the P Funk song. Come on. Oh yeah, and there's a lot of good songs um, out there, but. Chocolate City was like the first one I listened to, and it kind of—I've probably heard that album like a hundred times, and I haven't listened to it in probably like probably like th- three or four years. But it is great, and I was listening to all the songs. There's maybe only like one or two tracks that I would skip on it, but it's a winner. I recommend you go check it out. That and their first album, um, Up for the Downstroke, was really good. Anyway, that's it. Go check it out. All their albums. Yeah. Are great. yeah. Um, my album of the week is Mass Seduction by St. Vincent. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. It came out at the end of last year. Some of the songs are a little weird for me, yeah. but there are a lot of gems on there. I like that track Pills that was on there. Mm-hmm. It's cool when there's a message, you know, bro. But yeah, yeah. Um, the cover is awesome. Yeah. You just look it up. <laughs> just look it up. Yeah. And then doesn't St. Vincent have a song with Major Lazer? She might. I don't know. Or wait, I'm, what am I thinking of right I now? I feel like we I'm talked about Did you put this? Did you pick this as your album of the week before? You may have. No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? No. I picked uh, we've just talked um, about it before, SZA before, and um, I think Fever Ray. I don't know. Anyway. Whatever. I, uh, I don't yeah, I got a chance to meet her when I worked for um, Universal. She's incredibly friendly, really nice, really cool. St. Vincent? Yeah. That's awesome. She, eats a, she was like uh, talking about how many times, like just being a broke musician, and being on the road that she's had to eat the $5 foot long <laughs> and like she's how she's like became, she actually started to enjoy them and she'll still like, go get a $5 foot long. Um, but she has to get like the vegetarian. She goes all veggies. Oh, she's vegeta- vegetarian now or just no, at Subway? Just at Subway because <laughs> okay. like, I think she maybe had an incident one time. I could be wrong. Ooh, or the she, incident. She, uh, she's had all like the meats and this and that and just realized that it's like not real meat. We have the meats. Yeah. Anyway, bringing us back with the footlong National Hot Dog Day. Go National get a hot, hot dog. dog. Get a <laughs> but hot you're not going to hear this till Friday. So eat one in celebration of this last Wednesday yeah. celebration. And also ice cream and what was it? Grilled cheese. Ah, oh, yeah. It's like all the things. All the things. Have you seen these? the grilled cheese toaster? You slap. Are you talking slices. about that one where you turn the toaster sideways and you put one piece in with a piece of cheese and then one Ooh, on the no, top. No, that's just like, that's a, uh, that's a good idea. No, it though. isn't. There's a hilarious video of someone trying to do that. The problem is when the toaster pops, it shot all the shit out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's pretty funny. Nailed it. <laughs> that's pretty funny. No, they have a, they have a new one now, a new device out there that like, uh, you mean it's a like George a little, Foreman panini no, grill? <laughs> that works, too, if you have a Foreman. But they have a, it's a normal toaster, like vertical toaster, and it has, like, this little basket. You know, like how fry baskets are? Or, like, uh, uh, let's say you're, like, those fish things. They have two sides to it. Yeah. You know? So, like, you put your bread in there, you make your grilled cheese, and then it, like, folds under your cups underneath. So you can put it right in the toaster, and it toasts it from each side. They're, like, big slot toasters. Hmm. And... Looks pretty. Look pretty damn good, man. Do you, you put like the tomatoes in there? You could eat put, enough grilled cheese to make that purchase worth no, it. No, I, I would never buy it. I don't think I've had a grilled cheese. I'm, when was the last time I had a grilled cheese? I don't even know. 
Yeah, I don't really know either. We don't have bread in this house ever. Yeah, I'm not really a big bread. I'm not really mad about it, but once in a blue moon, when I do go out, I'll I'll smash all those carbs because I am not bothered by that young gluten, extra gluten. I like the gluten. I think, though, I'm going to go back (laughs) on the keto diet because it's I've been like really... I found a really good website for all keto recipes. I found like spicy shrimp ramen. I found um, biscuits and gravy. I found enchiladas. The enchiladas are really cool because you don't use any tortilla. You bake cheese really? in the oven, which creates the tortillas, and then you load the chicken and the green chilies right. and the sauce inside of that and roll it up. Right. So it's just in case and cheese, which it's, is pretty cool. It's tough. I, like where I work now, I work at a Mexican restaurant, and all the tacos are really good. Uh, but like corn tortillas, not good for uh, It's better than the keto diet. Yeah, but it's better, it's better than, than a flour tortilla. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, also, you can get. And also, like, I, you know, I, I could probably convince the cooks to. Toss yeah, it and by the, the way, if you live in um, Minneapolis or St. Paul or in the Twin Cities metro area, yeah, uh, go to Pat's new restaurant that he works at. It's called Centro. They do margaritas on tap and tacos and a bunch of dank stuff. Oh, I got to tell you, you know, when you guys came in mm-hmm. um, and got those margaritas and you were like, these fucked me up. <laughs> I had two of them after work the other, after my shift the other day, and I got, oh, it was bad. I was over at uh, Tattersall's anniversary afterwards with my other coworker and he bought me a drink and then I bought him a drink. And so I basically had four drinks and I could barely stand. Like I was trying to keep it, keep my shit together. Mm. So it was like not embarrassing in front mm. of my other coworkers. So be bad. careful when you drink their margaritas. Be careful if you order a pitcher of margaritas. Don't be careful with their tacos because they're good. The tacos are really good. We have. And they also have, or apparently they have camarones, but not when I went. No, we're, we're not out. doing that anymore. You're not doing peeled no, chip anymore? No, we did the, uh, we had to, um, change up our menu a little bit because we do such high volume that putting out peeled shrimp takes too much time in the kitchen and that it slows everything down. That is super lame. Don't peel them. Make people peel them. It takes one second. Well, I'm just Everyone saying... Everyone learn like, how to peel a freaking shrimp. It's the prep It's the prep work back there. It takes too much. But we got some good stuff. Like, we got different tacos. We got... How about uh, some shrimp tacos? No, we do... Uh, we have our, our fish taco, our pescado taco is uh, beer-battered uh, mahi. Huh. It's really good. Well, and we also despite have that, I'm sad about... The camarones. You, you should can come, come in away. and get the ceviche. We, we're still doing ceviche. I'm not really a ceviche person, but you should tell but me it's uh, shrimp. thorny about that. It's, oh, uh, it's rock shrimp, shrimp right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm on board. Wait, doesn't it have tomatoes in it? Cilantro? Isn't that like what ceviche is? Because I hate that shit. Yeah, they probably have cilantro in it. We should anyway. go um, ride some birds over there sometime and eat. Dude, I saw the, an early bird adopter the other day. Yeah. Cruising down the street with I his bird. I see him everywhere. Yeah, we just got Bird, the electric scooter company that you can like rent like an Uber here in town in Minneapolis and St. Paul. So it's been mm-hmm. crazy seeing people on those all the time. And being able, to, being able to use them is crazy. My girlfriend gets home, comes home all the time on them. Really? Oh, yeah. Haley uses them? Oh, yeah. And she just leaves them out she, front? Yeah. She loves them. She really? She thinks it's a freaking blast. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to get on Bird. People, I've seen people driving all the way to Medicine Lake. I've seen people all the way in West End and in St. Louis Park with these freaking things. So yeah. they go a good at least 15 miles on a charge. I should get, I need to get a bird, I think, because maybe 15 then I can a stretch, maybe 10. Well, whatever. I mean, all I'm trying to do is make it to the lake. And I live over by the lake already, but I'm too lazy to walk there because it's like eight blocks. But if I had a bird, <laughs> I could probably get over there pretty quick. And then I could try to work on this farmer tan that I got going on. Yeah, I don't know. I think that you were born with that farmer's tan. I don't think it ever goes away. <clears throat> yeah, I think you're... I think even in the winter, it still exists. I think you're screwed. You yeah. Know? Well, anyway, all right. Well, we have some super cool guests this week. They are the lighting designers for Ganja White Knight and several other awesome artists. They go by Antic Studios. Yeah. 
And I just want to thank those guys. They made my time at summer camp, like, totally unforgettable because they let me hang out with they them. They make every festival that we're all at super cool because... But they let me hang out with them yeah. in the front of the house. In the pool club? Well, I didn't no. know anybody there. That except, area was really cool. You except could see those everything. guys. They have the best seat in the house. Yeah, and they just kept giving me all their free power. They were the only people I knew there after you and um, Wings left. Uh, it was just Brandon, Chuck, and they were busy doing their own thing, mm-hmm. you know, with their girlfriends at the time. And so I just got to hang out with JD, drink Powerade, and I was on security. So anybody who was like waving the flag in their in the way of the visuals, I got to like you know kick them out, kick them out to the side. <laughs> so I got look to, out. Got to be kind of like a badass for a little bit. It was kind of empowering. This just in, Pat, badass for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> anyway, um, these guys are super cool. I'm sure you'll see some of their work if you're going to any festivals this summer. So here we go. So we want to welcome Antic Studios here with us today. We have Max, we have Ryan, we have Ian. These guys are badasses in the lighting and stage design world. What a great intro. I wonder where you got that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we've done this once or twice before and yeah, kept fucking it up. Yeah, getting deja vu. Yeah. Well, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and what you do with Antic Studios? Uh, yeah, so I'm Max Kaler. I'm an owner and creative director for Antic Studios. Um, basically, my role is to handle a lot of the video aspect of Antic, like the visual designs and, and whatnot, and I'll hand it over to Ryan. Um, yeah, I'm Ryan Warfield. Uh, I am mostly the lighting director. I also do a lot of the business side, um, handling, you know, emails, quotes, stuff like that. Do stage design as well. But when it comes down to actual showtime, uh, Max usually visuals. I'm usually lighting. All right. Hand it over to Ian. Then I'm Ian Proc. Uh, I'm the business manager of these two. And uh, <laughs> basically keep the company in line, keep them in line, and scheduling, logistics, the you know back end type stuff. So awesome! Well, it's uh, great to have you guys. Thanks yeah. for. Uh, I know you guys are super busy, especially in the summer. So we're really thrilled you could take some time out of your busy schedules and pop in here and do it uh, live with us here in the room instead of uh, you know being remote guests. Um, so it's it's a treat to have you guys here. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Kish is cleaning up his Bud Light. <laughs> Uh, what have you guys been doing this summer so far? So I actually just relocated. I was living in South Minneapolis, so I, I just moved to Bloomington. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the last, like, few weeks I've been trying to get my life back together. And right. It's really tough. I moved my studio. I had, like, a whole year at my old place, like, getting all my stuff together and, like, getting my computer and my monitors and all my equipment, like, exactly how I want it. So, so like... Ripping that apart and moving it is just a disaster. I, it's terrible. I, 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 it's kind of fun to put it back together. Though, it I is. Feel like. And then you also fix it's things f- that maybe you didn't actually like right. fix before. Like things, as and at least me, like when I set my studio back up, I'm like, you know what? This did kind of bug the shit out of me. It's no, a fresh start. It. It's, it's a like fresh new, start. Yeah, it's, an, it's like, definitely, like, but getting work done light. is really hard. Yes, for moment, sure. Because like, uh, I, yeah, my, I, I can't work with like a pile of things behind me. Like, I'm yeah. Yeah. of that. I hear you. And I it can't keeps have piling up either. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've moved the last two out of the last two years, uh, and it sucks, but what I like appreciate about moving um, is getting all the cable management in order. Right. Because like after, for whatever reason, after like six months, 
uh, your cables just get all intertwined and like mixed up. Even if you're not really touching them that much, like behind your desk, they somehow find a way to fuck themselves up. Right. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with uh, Micro Center? Yes. yes. That is my favorite store. I know. Yeah, Isn't it awesome? I go there so often. <laughs> There's like these little plastic sticky things that you get uh, and they're like, it's cable management. And I went and bought like them out. Really? So, like now all my cables like are like, like OCD, like random. Are they like, on our cable porn. Oh, yeah. Are they the circle yeah, things with like that right that go right here that have like little slots so they like they catch them? It's more of a square. So oh, okay. there's a sticky side on like the t- on the, the top part of it and like uh, one end just clips open and then oh. you stick the cables in and you clip it back in and then I have like I don't know uh, 30 of those going through my desk to hide every little cable. So nice. I, I used to organize mine a lot like that, but then uh, I live in a, like a little older house right now, or at least it was built a while ago, but it was recently updated. But they didn't update the power, so oh. I find like I have a battery backup system that my whole like uh, command center is hooked up to, but if it starts beeping. I know that like the house can't handle all the power I have going, so I have to just like rip apart cords until like it stops beeping. And I'm like, okay, okay. Dude, I lived yeah. in an older place in Uptown last year, and um, same thing sort of would happen. Just like all the time, the whole place would shut off when I would be like doing something. Yeah. And so I would go down to the basement, and it was, like, one of those super old-school, like, not even the normal, like, fuse switches, like, the kind you got to replace the fuse. Oh, no. Oh, really? So I learned how to do that real quick. And then I think our building manager or whatever didn't, the groundskeeper had no idea that, like, I was causing this over and over again. So eventually there was, um, there at first was just, like, a couple replacements, but over time they had a whole bag full of replacement fuses. So every time I'd blow the fuse, I'd just go down there and replace it really quick and then go back upstairs and, like, shut off Paul's light in his bedroom and then go work so I knew that we weren't maxing it out. That's nice. <laughs> what have you guys been doing this summer? I know you guys got infrasound coming up, but what, what else have you guys been working on? Yeah, I guess, uh, so earlier this year, we uh, toured with Ganja White Night for a month, and uh, so we're kind of, we do all their shows and stuff, and so it's, like, a lot of weekends... Either Max and I or both of us will be like flying around doing shows with them while also trying to maintain the local Minneapolis market in the Midwest. Uh, we're also working on doing some shows out uh, west, you know, maybe trying to do some stuff in Colorado, California. Mm-hmm. Very Just cool. Just working on a lot of uh, different projects right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, festival season's been crazy. I've probably been to like 10 festivals right this summer. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember, um, I think it was two years ago when you guys. We ran across you guys. Was it at summer camp, maybe? Something like that? Because uh, you guys always do the vibe tent at summer camp. Yeah, like the right? last four years. Yeah. yeah. Providing production for the vibe tent at summer camp. Which is awesome. That's like, I love summer camp. It's one of my favorite festivals I've ever been to. And the Likewise. vibe tent. The vibe tent's super cool. Um, it's just the place where everybody goes when all the other stages shut down. I think there's like eight stages at summer camp. Mm-hmm. When every other stage shuts down, it's either like the. Uh, like campfire stage that still goes late into the night or the vibe tent and I'd say like 95% of the people there who are still up end up finding their way over to the vibe tent. I stayed up so effortlessly at the vibe tent when I went that one time and you lose track of time. You guys all know me well enough to know that I don't stay up very late usually. Mm -hmm. I am usually in bed by like on a good night two o'clock but like ideally midnight Mm-hmm. And I just like didn't even realize all of a sudden the sun was coming up. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Every year this year it was like we get down to the vibe tent like four thirty in the morning or something like that, and the, the sun would be coming up. You're like, shit. 
Like every, yeah. every night, never, yeah, not, never got to bed before the sun started coming up. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Ta- like it's that long though. I don't know. Some shows just feel like they can drag on, you know. But it just is like one dope act after another. Whoever books the vibe stage is insane. Yeah, and uh, this summer was the first year we actually like stayed on the grounds. We rented a couple RVs and just piled the entire crew. Yeah, like, literally. Yeah, you guys always went back to Peoria, right? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. So we had like a 30-minute drive after each night, you know, the, the stage got done at 4 or 5 a.m. Maybe, um, get, maybe get like two hours of sleep yeah. at best, then you have to get back to set up. Back like, for the first for like show. For like noon or whatever, yeah. 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 So yeah, this year was, was extra special. I think we'll go that route of like staying on the grounds from here on out. So. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll stay on the grounds. We'll stay on the grounds for sure. We'll just figure out a different way to get an RV. Yeah. 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 It was a hassle kind of. Uh, We've yeah. only had one bad review and it was uh, this year at Scamp. Yeah. <laughs> Through our RV rental. RV rental. <laughs> <laughs> Not okay. much you can do when you're like you have no power, no water hookups, and you're in the middle of a festival. It was just yeah. dusty when yeah. we returned it and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. We what told do they expect to you to have an RV for? Well, to go it was an sit older in couple. Garage? Yeah. yeah. I, I told them. I told them exactly what we were doing. Nah, uh, they weren't happy when we returned it. You know, full of grime on the outside and the floors were a little dirty, but. Yeah. We didn't have a way of cleaning it. Really. We'll just say we didn't get our security ba- uh, deposit yeah. back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm still in Why the Why don't you just take it through your local um, gas station car wash? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Well, you can't just take um, a, like a trailer <laughs> through a car wash. <laughs> you know, there, there's a couple uh, outliers to that. I would say there was a... Um, there was a cleaning fee that was automatically charged to us. Oh, you know, it was yeah. like two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. And so, in my mind, you know, like renting a hotel, um, you been? just you pay a fee. They come, they, they clean, clean it. it. Yeah, you don't right. you don't do anything. That's kind of what I expected. Almost no matter. I, how I kept it. I kept some upkeep, but um, being that close to the vibe tent, and then having some of our friends and artists and. Come in and out, um, you know, throughout four days, and right there, you're right next to the dusty trail. So if the door opens at all, just dust is flying in there. Yeah. So I did my best to. uh, We we tried. We like we took empty beer cases and we put them on the ground to try and cover it the The best we could. But you know, like it's inevitable. It's gonna get dirty. Right. Yeah. So you know, I didn't think I had to bring it through a car wash. You know, just kind of what. Yeah, you already paid the cleaning fee. Two hundred dollar fee. I was like, so you guys have a hose. Yeah, that's the two hundred dollar cleaning fee. They can take it to the car wash yeah that costs like 20 bucks yeah they they basically in the review said that uh i told them we would take care of it as our own which in my mind we did we would just have had a spot to clean it because we actually rented two rvs one was from a family member then we cleaned we took that one back perfect we cleaned it in his driveway (laughs) and he was really happy with it um but we weren't able to clean this one and uh yeah we got a long one star review right up from just like to complain though on a third party site that you know I guess you could that's see right. if you Googled us, but yeah. that's about it. They, like, expect it to come back better than when they rented it out. Like, well, that's just wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's... You're in the it's rental terrible. business. Yeah. Come on. We're <laughs> some young dudes going to a music festival, would you expect? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I was with um, Logan Defunk last week in... Or, dang, two weeks ago already, I guess, in uh, Colorado. And he was uh, uh, telling me, like, uh, the few days before we both flew out there that he could not find a rental car. All the rental cars were like gonna be like $600 for two days. And so I was like, well, have you checked Turo? 
And Turo's this app that I've heard of and read some good reviews about. Yeah. Um, where you can rent other people's cars. It's like Airbnb, but for... For rent- a car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, he's like, holy shit, this is so crazy. I didn't know this existed. So he got this little car, this canary yellow Hyundai, um, Hyundai Accent <laughs> from like 2008. And um, it was like a really easy process apparently you know it was gonna be like 30 bucks a day and he just like literally the dude directed him to some lot and then there was like a lock box underneath the back of the car that you just had to have the combo for and then you could get the key and wow. drive off and this little he called it pikachu the guy who owned it <laughs> anyway um everything seemed like it was going really well but then like right at the end uh, when logan returned the car the guy, like, filed some like, damages report. And Logan was, like, really anal about keeping it pristine the whole time we were in it. Like, really? Ridiculously, yeah. yeah. Did he not do, like, a checklist for He like- did, and he took video. So he's like, I don't, this is not even going to be an issue, really. You know, like, once I report it with Turo, but, like, it's a pain in the ass still that you yeah. don't have to deal with it at all. But yeah. I've read other reviews about it that people had... An awesome experience. Well, when we were in San Francisco, we tried to do Turo, but the most, but it was a last minute thing, and maybe, you know, that's yeah, maybe that's not how we to didn't do try it. Try to do it the day before. The day before, yeah, maybe like you shouldn't do that. Yeah, like there aren't going to be cars left. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like in San Francisco, there's like a lot of people who might have cars, and nobody really well, yeah, needs but, like, a car. Supply on demand. If regardless, people really need it, they'll pay more for it. Yeah, regardless, but um, the cheapest we could find was like. I don't know, $40, but it was 90 miles away for pickup. Otherwise, they were charging you, like, $200 to drop it off in, like, San Bernardino. Or not San Bernardino, but um, somewhere. And so it ended up being easier just to go rent a car. And we've always had really great uh, luck when we rent a car because they're always out of, like, the small... Yeah, they're uh, always compact, out of compact size, cars. And they always upgrade us to like a full size oh, SUV. We for got free. this bitchin' ass Land Rover when we were in Denver. And <laughs> it had freaking. It's not comp- a Land Rover. No, it's not a Land Rover. To, to clarify for people who are listening, it was a Toyota like Land Ranger. Okay, or it was bitchin' like, and it had sound. like. It had not like, a Highlander, no. No, it's it wasn't a Highlander. I've not like really seen it before. I've never seen it before, but it was a Toyota like. It, it looked like a Land Rover. Yeah. <laughs> and it had like a fucking TV screen in the front dash, and then it had. TV screens on the back of each of the seats and I'm not talking like little tiny cheap DVD ones they were huge they were like 15 inch screens and they were interactive and touch screen and then anyway we got it from this like butthole company called like Advantage Rental and just so happened that when we go to return the car which we had like tried to tell them we wanted to extend yeah doesn't it look like a Land Rover the Toyota Land Cruiser Land Land Cruiser Cruiser. yeah Land Cruiser yeah it looks like a Land Rover to me it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, we drove this around for like three, four days, I think. We were supposed to have it for one day or something. And then yeah. we tried to extend it. But every time we tried to call, they were like, our computers are down. We can't process this request right now, but just bring it in when you're done, basically. So we're like, okay, whatever. So then we get back to the like Denver rental area and we pull up and there's mass chaos happening at this place <laughs> at this time. And like people waiting for rides of shuttles that like aren't showing up. And as soon as we pull up, basically the guy just was like, give us your receipt. We gave it to him for which on the receipt, we were supposed to have it for one day. And then he took the keys from us and told us to get out. And yeah. we got out, and then it happened that their computers, like, they lost everything. Yeah. So they had no record of anything. So we got this car for, like, four days for, like, $45 or something. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. <That's> amazing. 
And then just in San Francisco, we got upgraded to like a, what, a Nissan SUV or Pathfinder. Pathfinder. Yeah, Nissan Pathfinder. a brand new Pathfinder. For like four days for like 100 bucks. It's cheaper than Turo. <laughs> this is all through the Turo app? No, no, this is not true. That's what I'm saying. Shitty it's like, rental car That's companies. what I'm saying. It's like, just go through the shitty rental car companies. Go through companies the shittiest one. That's Toro. our advice. Don't, Enterprise, they're yeah. great, whatever. And they'll pick insured. you up. But go through the shitty ones and you'll and get a sick deal because they I'm can't saying. afford servers. And what, I, the, what like, uh, like made me think about this is that it's only $10 a day for like full insurance, like $30,000. So like that ding, the you know, reports you? that, yeah, that yeah. Logan got claimed against him. You don't even have to worry about that. It's true. Yeah. 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 So pick the shitty company, guys. Go for the shitty. Which company. doesn't always work with shitty companies, but for we've had really good luck. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll update you if we have bad luck. Yeah, we'll set reviews on car companies that we're like car company specialists. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. oh, by the way, if you have a Costco membership, you can get a discount on. You can get like fifteen percent off your Enterprise car rental, and then you also they'll waive your additional driver fee. Which is like eight dollars a day. I have mm. one of those. Which is a lot if you're renting for a while. Good to know. Something to look into. Thank you. It's for all our, you know, billions of listeners. You know? <laughs> um, hey, before we get too sidetracked and uh, go on tangents and stuff of stories, um, I wanted to ask you guys how you got started because we've known you guys probably since since you were. You know, Maybe. just new at this. We lads. Just we kidding. lads. But you guys, sorry, I know you're from Eau Claire. I'll let you guys tell it. Go ahead. Uh, well, I think the, the idea of Antic Studios started to brew around the summer of 2012. I was living in Madison at the time, Ryan in Eau Claire. Yeah. And uh, there, was, there was one event that we were looking, looking forward to throwing. It was uh, at the House of Rock. It was our first 90s party, actually. And I don't know, I I had been throwing, like, uh, parties and stuff before, but, you know, nothing at, like, legit venues or anything. So we're like, if we're going to do this legit, we have to, like, add a lighting element. It needs to be super cool. And And projection mapping was what we uh, had in mind. Yeah, we had talked about it for a while, but never, like, really did anything. He was going to school at the time for... Uh, No, I was actually out of school at at this time. Uh, I was working at a production company in Madison, um, doing commercial work uh, as an animator and video editor. So uh, I was pretty uh, new, like out of college. But um, yeah, uh, he had the, the projection mapping idea and hit me up just knowing that I had an animation background. We had become good friends and stayed in touch throughout college, uh, yeah. like skateboarding together. So were you guys both from Eau Claire originally then? I'm from Menominee, Wisconsin. He's from Eau Claire. Yeah. Okay. How'd you guys meet then? Were you guys friends in high school? Or? We uh, grew up skateboarding, and uh, his good friend owned a skate shop in Menominee that I think you skated for. Yep. I skated for the skate shop in Eau Claire, and okay, so cool. we just like always crossed paths, you know, people trying to skate with each yeah, other. And awesome. Once, once yeah. I graduated high school, I moved to Eau Claire, and... Um, Ryan happened to be one of the only people I knew that skateboarded in, in the area, so we kind of built a friendship around that. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and so I guess we uh, decided to go forward. I, like, spent some money. We bought this projector, built these, like, shapes through this 90, 90s party, you know, like, took maybe some photos of their phone or something, and it kind of, like, it was a huge success. And then we just shot off some emails and stuff, you know, some local bands and some DJs, and uh, I think, like, what Ross from McCabe's the first people that really responded positively. Yep. We designed uh, a stage for them and did projection mapping and did like 
a bunch of shows with them. We call them uh, the God Cubes, actually. Yeah, the Super Psychedelic God uh, Squares, I believe. (laughs) Super Psychedelic God Squares. Nice. Yeah, so we uh, we started doing projection mapping like that with bands for a while. Um, I think... We did, yeah, we got hit up to do uh, Sims, the first Grizz show at uh, Caboose, actually. That was our first time in Minneapolis, and so... Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard good things about that show. Yeah, that show is crazy. It was, like, so long ago. We literally, like, had this custom-made projector stand because we didn't know how else to do it. And we're, like, we made these shapes and set the stage, and it was, like, sold out. So many people, the floor is shaking, so we have to, like, hold the stand the best <laughs> we can so we it's not shaking everywhere. We had a friend holding the pole, like, using their weight to, like, steady the projector as the show was going on because the people dancing were just yeah. shaking it all over the place. And oh. this happens at Dude. all venues with projection mapping, I feel. <laughs> yeah, over the years, it's so funny that you mentioned that show. Over the years, I've... I've heard so many people say so many good things about that particular show. Like, oh, I saw Grizz at the Caboose before he was, you know, before he popped off mm-hmm. and was huge and it was insane and blah, blah, blah. And the visuals were tight and everything. I never knew that was you guys. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, like, how we got started in Minneapolis. And I think we just got hit up by, like, TC and people. And we just started doing a lot of shows in the yeah. Minneapolis area. And I think a couple years in, we actually kind of started realizing projection mapping was wasn't fading out. But, I don't know, we wanted more... Like if we wanted to be a sustainable company, the budget just wasn't there with the projection mapping equipment. Um, okay. it, it's definitely a really creative field. Uh, you can do a lot with it, and there are, are really no limitations. But yeah, and it taught us a lot about how to use uh, Reslum, the VJ software we use, and mapping and a lot of different techniques. And so, uh-huh. eventually, we decided we wanted to upgrade to LED panels, which just there's no shadows. You know, it was brighter. Didn't have to shoot uh, over a crowd. Yeah. Um, through the haze and compete with all this uh, ambient light. All the pot smoke. Yeah, yeah. so exactly. this, was, right. this was a big step up there, and uh, it really changed the game for us, and we decided to apply like our projection mapping techniques to it, so we would d- uh, divide the LED panels up, make shapes and stuff, and use like our projection mapping techniques to map it out creatively instead of just like one solid screen with yeah. an image over More it. More intricate designs. Yeah. yeah, that really caught the attention of people on social media and stuff. I think we got like an article written up about it and yeah, from there we've just been growing and growing, I guess. Yeah. And uh, like you guys mentioned um, earlier, just this past year you guys did, was it like a month tour of Ganja White Night? Yeah, it was like, I think... Spread a little over a month. It was like February 6th to like March 11th. There were 22 shows, I believe. I think it might have been... 24. I can't remember. 24. And so you guys were responsible of doing the, all the all the visuals for their new album. And as if people who are listening know Ganja White Night, they know at their shows they do a lot of very um, themed. Well, all right. So uh, they they they, they work uh, they work very closely with an artist uh, named Ebo out of yes. Belgium. Yes. And he does like their music videos mm-hmm. and whatnot, like the the character animations. Yeah. And then we do a lot of the filler. So okay. we do, uh, it's kind of 50-50, okay. um, his music videos, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I know what you're saying, yeah. You can, so. tell, you can tell which ones are the Evo content, you know, that's obviously going to be like the more cartoon style animated, it's, it's yeah. hard to miss, his artwork is so great. Right. But we also were responsible for, we provided all the equipment for the whole tour, right. as well as he did the visuals, I did the lights, and yep. uh, it was actually our first bus tour, so really? it was... Pretty crazy, and the amount of production we had for it was 
pretty insane for especially our first small bus tour. Oh yeah, that's a story in and of its own. Like, <laughs> yeah, was we, it? Yeah, go for it. We showed up uh, Grand Rapids, I believe, was the very first show, and we had to. Is it the intersection? Is that what that's? The intersection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun place. But we showed up with a, <laughs> a, a truck and a trailer and a U-Haul, and we were expected to fit all of this gear in the trailer that was being pulled behind the bus and we, it wasn't even close to uh, yeah. fitting in there yeah so right. luckily we had our truck and trailer with us and we brought an extra guy kind of expecting something like this to happen and so he had to drive the truck and trailer behind the bus and the trailer like the whole tour shout out to ryan sheriff yep shout yeah. out sheriff to ryan night rider night rider so yeah, that was interesting, but we I pulled saw it off. something on social media. I think about some crazy shit with was it EDC or something? You guys were trying to you missed a flight or it got canceled or oh, something oh, like that. Yeah. So that was more recently. That was uh, me traveling with Ganja White Knights, uh, and we were spring awakening. Yeah, we were in Virginia. We started in Virginia Beach. Um, uh, it was a Friday night. We had a show there, and we woke up Saturday morning and had a flight to Chicago to make Spring Awakening. Our set was at 5 p.m. Um, we originally book, booked with United, and the flight was delayed, and our, our new estimated time of arrival was 5.30, so that's obviously like a, a, a huge issue. We weren't going to make the set. So we had to, last minute, as we were like heading to the airport, rebook with Delta, um, our new arrival time was close to 3 p.m., and we arrived at O'Hare with n- not, you know, a little over a, a, an hour to get our get our th- shit together, like to, to prepare for a setup and, and sound check and whatnot. That didn't end up happening, but we j- jumped on a, a helicopter and we were dropped off a couple blocks away from what? the venue. A helicopter? How'd you yeah. get a helicopter? Uh, it, so I think uh, I think Zach Chazen was behind the scenes working on that. They, it was Chazen and Toffler, I yeah, believe. Chazen nice. and Toffler. Yeah, Chazen and Toffler. Nice. But that was uh, really interesting. It was fun being dropped off at a music festival in a helicopter, but it was extremely frustrating knowing that we had minutes to set up and do the show because this was a really big show we were preparing for. And, right. Yeah. Dang. Um, that's crazy. Uh, did you guys get a chance to go out east at all for this tour? Because I think they did yeah. a lot of east coast. Yeah, things, it was right? mainly like east coast, Midwest. We actually didn't go like that far west. You know, um, right. Midwest was about as far as we got. It's so weird. Um, as uh, you know, after being out west for a while, um, and we've never been we as a band, we've never been out east anywhere. Megan, you've been out. You were out in like Vermont. Or New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah, New, yeah, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Sorry, I get them mixed up. Vermont. Sorry for you. I want to go to Vermont. Didn't they just legalize? I don't. Doesn't matter up there. They don't care about anything. Yeah, Bernie. <laughs> they just let you do whatever you Bernie. want out there. Um, they're like the true, uh, you know, libertarian states. But uh, the West Coast vibe versus the Midwest is totally different as far as like musical taste. I've found as in the electronic music scene, I feel like. And maybe I'm wrong, but I, I get the sense that the West Coast vibe is like super. They're way into like bass, dubstep, still like a lot of that type of stuff. In the Midwest, is a little bit more. I know, it's hard to really explain. It just depends I can't where explain, you go. That's really it. a big generaliza- generalization yeah, like, yeah, to make I, I, when you have yeah. Seattle, Portland, NorCal, Bay Area, and so- and right. like SoCal. I think SoCal is obviously into the more. Well, I mean, top See, like, 40. It's hard to even say. Well, so, you know, like, top, they obviously, like, love having the, like, big residencies and, like, the top 40, like, billboard yeah. sort of artists and stuff like that. But then 
they do have um, some really bass music heavy events that go on like Wormhole in the Bay Area where they do lots of like weird bass kind of like E-Prom, G. Jonesy kind of shit. Yeah. I, I think Secret Tippery, Recipe like that. sound design type yeah, stuff. Yeah, but then Portland's yeah. all weird too. And um, Seattle... Is, I can't get, the, again, I can't like, get a feel of for Seattle. Seattle sort of loves the cliche shit. Do they? Yeah. Actually, we just did a, what is it, Paradiso? Paradiso. Yeah, Paradiso. Festival Paradiso. out at the, the Gorge. Gorge. And uh, we had a lot of people show up for the Ganja set, actually. It was packed. That's and cool. That, that was, was first such time. a gorgeous venue. Yeah, that yeah. was our first time ever being out there. I think a few weeks prior, we were at Red Rocks, but... Red Rocks is amazing. The Gorge is amazing. It's hard to say which. Yeah, one did you guys do that show with? Um, I think it was Ganja and Boogie T at Red Rocks. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's oh, cool. That was Global, Global Dub Festival. Yeah. That was Global the first Dub, time yeah. I've actually ever even been to Red Rocks. So that really, was did you have a good time? Nice first time? Yeah, that was that was insane. Mind blowing experience for sure. I was yeah. Red Rocks is super fun. After that show, yeah, we just had. Um, I was looking at that show and I was wondering if that was you guys because uh, we just we were in Austin the day before I think that happened. Uh, we had played Euphoria Festival and we were, I think, with Boogie T and he was just talking about yeah. how he was heading out to yeah. Red Rocks to play mm-hmm. that show. So nice, yeah. I actually ran the visuals for Boogie T set and Ganja White Nights. Sweet. It was a really great time. Yeah, yeah awesome. I heard the back. I've never been backstage at Red Rocks, but it always looks really cool from the pictures. Like yep. that hallway with everybody's signatures on yeah, it. Yeah, the long stair set. Yeah, yeah. that hallway the cables. Sick. Actually, that hallway leads from underneath the stage to front of house, so it's kind of like misleading people. I feel like think oh. it leads to the stage, but it leads to front of house. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I did not know that. Um, Don't they have those cool, like... Uh, we were just talking about this word, because I... When we were at Priceless, but... Um, gestation? Gest- gesticulating. Gesticulating. Not gestation. <laughs> Gross. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, they have, like, these little tents that artists can stay in at the Gorge um, backstage, and they look like... It starts with a Y. Yurt. A yurt. They're, like, yeah. these little yurts that have, like, beds in them and shit. They're, like, bitchin' looking. I guess I didn't notice those, but they definitely had, like, a bunch of super nice, like, air-conditioned trailers and everything. They had their own bathrooms and whatnot. Nice. So. That's always nice. That's awesome. I didn't, we didn't do too much walking around backstage either. We tried to enjoy the little bit of show that we could. Yeah. It's also, like, three hours away from Seattle where a hotel was, so... Oh, really? Yeah, we oh, You guys were staying in Seattle? Yeah, so we had to commute, oh. like, oh. artist shuttle from the hotel to the festival and then back. Isn't that a trip, driving through Washington, like, when you get to, like, the more desert area from Seattle and back and forth, like, the scenery? It was crazy, yeah. Eventually pulling up on the gorge, you would have no idea that's out there. Yep. Ryan, you got to go to Japanessa next time you're in Seattle. Best sushi Ever. He's all about it. I'm all about it. I mean, we literally had like 15 minutes at the hotel, then left for the festival. For sure. Then came if you back get time, though, they have like this crazy happy hour. All their maki rolls are like $6. So last yeah. time I was there, we just like, me and Pat. And Tim. We even got Tim. Do you <laughs> yeah. remember our old sex Well, player, okay. Yeah, remember <laughs> yeah. Tim? Okay, so Tim was with us at that time, and we <laughs> went out to Japanesa, and we bought like... I mean, like I said, like maki rolls were six bucks on happy hour. Usually they're sixteen bucks. So I bought, I I like got three. Pat got three. Yeah. We were with somebody else who also got three. Jimmy, I think it was with Jimmy. Us. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and Tim orders 
the like chicken nuggets on the appetizer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like the thing like, that they just had like to have for kids. It was like tempura chicken. Yeah, shout out to Brandon. Yeah, Brandon Rathke. That's the, the Brandon Rathke of our crew. Okay. We go yeah. do like a, a, a fresh hibachi and he'll get the chicken tenders that oh have been God. made like earlier this yeah, morning. Yeah, and literally that's exactly what happened. And then finally, like, okay, I got this bomb ass like Godzilla roll, you know, like your typical deep fried... Um, like deep fried cream cheese, you know, crab, like awesome. You've seen the Godzilla right. roll. Anyway, yeah. I get the Godzilla roll. Tim sees this, is obviously drooling because it looks amazing and it's deep fried. And it's also like all cooked shit. You know, it's always like crab and like cucumber, cream cheese right. and something else. And what do you say? Can I have some of that shit? <laughs> and course. we were like, yeah, sure, go for it. So then he tries that one, which was just like the gateway Godzilla drug into wanting a bite of all the other mm. sushis that we had yeah, on the table. Tried, like, and then just everything. like snowballed into him just eating it just as much as we were. And then at the end of the thing, I was surprised by Pat being forward about this because he's usually not. Um, but the the waitress like comes over and she's like how did you want this to be split up and i watched him open his mouth to go like i just had the chicken tenders and pat's of like course. you can split it four ways thanks like, <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious oh, yeah yeah i was literally i, was well, I think you had some sake and you were just I, like absolutely not sake, i think he owed, was... i think it's because he still owed me like 250 dollars for the train ticket <laughs> and i'm like you're not gonna keep this going you're not gonna keep this rolling hilarious He's so yeah yeah Pat wasn't having it, and I was, I was also not having it. It was hilarious, but yeah, you got to go to Japanessa and order all the things because our bill is like fifty bucks, and I've never wow. been so we full. We got stuff. I was like, it was pretty good sushi. It's pretty it good. was really it's pretty bomb. Good. It's none of that fake like Kyoto all you can eat bullshit that looks yeah. like little like shredded fake crab. I don't know. Yeah, you know what, know what I'm talking about. And it's kind of like dried out. That crab. fake ass sushi yeah. that you get at fake ass sushi places. Like like what I'm gonna eat right at Whole Foods after this. You know, now sometimes I'm in a sushi, Whole Foods like, has like some good sushi. sushi. Anyways, yeah, uh, what sake are we drinking right now? Because that's kind of yeah. Tasty. We've been sitting here. Um, it's about yeah. It's happy seven ten, everybody. Happy seven ten. <laughs> Sipping on some sake. <laughs> this looks like it's called the Momokoa uh, Organic Medium Rich Sake. Okay. Shumai Ginjo. Yes, we started it at the uh, beginning of this uh, this show, and um, now it's almost empty. So we everyone's um, v giggly. We're a little. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling yeah. good. I'm feeling good. Well, we've known these guys forever, so it's yeah. nice to sit. And we never get a chance to catch up with you guys no, unless we're playing the same festival. And it's like the end of the night when you guys have no more obligations or you're in between obligations. Mm. Yeah. So it's good Speaking to see you Speaking of guys. which, okay, we got to go back in time now. How did we meet... Cause what? Yeah, I feel like we've That's been tough. doing shows uh, with you guys for about like three question? years now. Is that a trick question? Do you know? Or are I you just don't. Testing I, really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, if I had to guess, I'm sure it was a loft show. Uh, probably a TC show where yeah. you opened, and it just probably happened repetitively. And yeah. No, I think I remember the first time we ever met Megan. We were doing some show at Muse when she was still with Menage Quad. Oh, Menage oh, Quad. No yeah. Oh my god! Who was it? Was that Kill Paris? True. I think that was Kill Paris. It was Kill Paris. You were killing it. I remember hearing. Wait, you isn't his name Kill Harris? Kill Harris now. Thinking no, it was he, he ah, switched it back. You. He's Kill Paris now. <laughs> oh, okay, it's been long enough. Yeah, back yeah, to Kill apparently. Paris. Okay, well, good. I think it's been long enough for him to realize that was a really stupid decision. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that decision. It was horrible. Him. It hurt him a little. But regardless, I love his music. No, no, uh, I loved his music. It sucks that he has just fallen off because of what happened. Because I mean, of that, yeah. I think that was a large part Apparently, of it. Apparently, he was receiving all sorts of crazy emails that, maybe, I don't know if death threats was happening, but something along yeah. those lines. That's tough, man. It is tough. 
I mean, he should have just let it blow over, in my opinion. But, you know, that is hard. And it's hard to not feel like you're not doing anything to remedy it and just sit there. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's crazy. But, yeah, so Muse was this crazy venue that I think is just, like, strictly now a wedding venue due to its horrible acoustics. Wait, but that's, it used to be Trocaderos, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, that's the same place? Yeah, yeah. so like, it's in, like, the North Loop. Yeah, North sort Loop of. area. They did that Prince thing that one time that we went to. Yeah, we went to some Prince... Uh, tribute uh, that was yeah. pretty good. I don't know. To be honest, weird. I sort of, sort of remember it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so you got Menage Quad. That's a weird venue though because it's such a long hall and it goes all the way back to the bar and there's really no, unless there's a lot of people there, there's nothing to really dampen the acoustics. So it can be really kind of a bad sounding venue if there's not a lot of people there. I have a different opinion on why I think it's kind of a funny venue. Okay. Uh, I noticed. <laughs> so we like do this Christmas party there every year okay. and it's like packed. It's crazy. And the floor is like super smooth and super nice. But yep. after everyone gets drunk and starts spilling their drinks, all these <laughs> girls are in like high heels trying to walk around. <laughs> Literally like this yeah. ice skating rink. It is. Yep. I feel like Shut always up. a disaster. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a slick Plus floor. Plus the bar yeah. is way too small. Just gonna put that out there, but they do have the best green room. Oh my gosh! The green room. The green room is like whatever a, the fuck that is. <laughs> it's just like a mansion attached to the side of this venue. That's just Wait, like really. Yes, they're like these there. everything all wood earthing. Like, have you been on that second floor balcony? That's really actually. That's nice. where the green room over. That's over in that that's area. Where, yeah, the balcony is The stair nice. is to get to the green room. Oh really? Oh, yeah. are you talking oh. about the third floor green room? The third floor green room. Yes. Yes, probably. I see. But oh. yeah, all wood, like very nice decorated yeah, bar. So nice. Nice. They should on. not give that to people that no, are not drunken musicians. They shouldn't give people a rider. <laughs> it should give people their rider or that because it becomes a total shit show. You sign a waiver when you go to the green room. <laughs> it's funny. I played a show there once and like I got some of my coworkers out and there was maybe like eight people there. And then I've been there and I watched the Kaiser Chiefs play and it was jam packed, like nuts to butts people, probably like 500 people there. It's insane. It's insane the difference. Kaiser Chiefs reminds me of the OC soundtrack. Yeah, they were they were really uh, nice guys. I got to meet them afterwards. Nice. Yeah. Um, Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. All right. So it's kind of um, two questions built into one, um, and we don't have to use any names. But what is one of the worst festivals you've been to based off of hospitality? Artist yes. hospitality Ooh. and maybe some other outline things on These the ground. These are always tough are questions, questions to and, and answer because that, that you remember. we don't want to blast anybody. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying without using any names. Maybe you I'm don't just, have to I say location, but some some things you remember about right. being like, oh yeah, there was like one porta potty and it was full or it was locked. And I All I'm going to say about it, in, yeah. for me, is that shockingly, I feel sometimes the biggest festivals have the worst hospitality because it's like, and I've said this recently, I feel like it's like student teacher ratio, you know, like the more people there are there, the less they have less time they have to take care of just you. And I think I've got some of the best treatment that I've ever had at smaller shows where I'm the, I'm the headliner or, you know, whatever it is of the festival. And I'm, you know, they're paying extra attention to make sure that I, have a great time and that someone's always there to be able to get whatever it is that I need. And I just feel like sometimes the smaller ones are better. But that being said, summer camp had some badass hospitality. I was always I think happy. we'd be on board with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. As well. I mean, I can, I can tell you some of the best hospitality I've, I've received that stands out more than some of the worst because I, um, being a musician for, you know, eight years and never really, you know, playing in a group that is mounted to a, 
any amounts of shit that people care about besides, besides <laughs> playing uh, with Megan. I mean, I've been, you know, you get treated pretty, the hospitality is pretty consistently mediocre across the board. Uh, and it, it's, it becomes like a normalcy type of a thing. But uh, some of the better places, better hospitalities uh, that I've received, that, those ones stick out. And uh, certainly Priceless, which we just played, um, which was out in Belden Town, California. Yeah, Priceless was great. They had like little things of and that's guac, a smaller little festival, things of though. hummus, little things of mozzarella for you to snack on. Like actually food that wasn't yeah, terrible. But everybody for you. in the festival, like security, um, all the volunteers, everybody who has a radio is on the same page. If you ask them a question, they know the answer to and it. And the weird thing about that is that they're all volunteers. Yeah. It, it's insane for me to see all these people knowing what the hell's going on because yep. I've been to, you've been to how many festivals where you ask someone a question, ask somebody else, they'll tell you two completely different things. You'll realize that neither of them know what the fuck is going on. Right. Every single person at Priceless is a volunteer and they're all like so on top of it. It's unbelievably organized. There's not this crazy like mass exodus that's just like takes you five hours to get out of the festival. It's insane. But. Right. And I think another one, um, like you mentioned, Megan, I thought uh, summer camp was really great as far as hospitality. Everybody was really nice there, even if they didn't know the answer to a question and you were trying to get to like a location um, or like you're trying to get back into a green room tent behind the stage or whatever. They would just be like, well, I'll just, you know, hang on here for a little bit. I don't know the answer to that. I'll get somebody. And they, they got somebody who knew and they weren't like dicks about it, and some festivals can be dicks about yeah, it. Scamp's one of our favorite festivals to go to, based off of just how everything's ran, and mm -hmm. it's a good one. For us. Um, you know what I would say? Maybe like uh, one of the most disorganized festivals I played was um, in Chicago. I'm not going to call out who it was or what festival it was. Um, they moved locations numerous times over the past uh, three years, um, and it was just kind of a disorganized mess. And yeah, and it wasn't like that anybody was mean or anything or, um, you know, rude or anything like that. It was just kind of disorganized. Yeah. yeah. That happens more often than you'd think. Yeah, it does. Even with the and biggest it's not like festivals, I'm, it's frustrating. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, we've been sitting here for a hot minute. Um, we're going to start to wrap things up. Do you guys have anything coming up that you're super stoked about or just in general that you want to plug or any cool new things you're working on? Um, Infrasound Music Festival is always a big one for us. This is my first year ever that I cannot go. How? Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, Swat. that you cannot go. Cannot go. Yeah, we're going to be down in uh, My first Kansas show City. with Megan was at Infraswamp. I mean, Infrasound. Yeah. Infrasound. <laughs> I also, bringing up Infrasound, they've always been really, really great to us, too, as oh, yeah. far as hospitality yeah, Infrasound, goes. Infrasound was yeah. wonderful. I, they had, I was full during my show. I had plenty of beer in me, yeah. and I went straight from the tent. Well, I'm glad you drank Bushlight. Hey, oh. Iowa, Bushlight. Also, very good connection. South Dakota, when we played that street festival, that they were awesome. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I'm on the I'm on the same page as you, Megan. I actually cannot attend Infrasound Music Festival this oh, year no. either. I will be traveling with Ganja White Knight okay, that well, weekend while uh, Ryan and the rest of our crew handles Infrasound. Is Ganja not at Infrasound? No, they are not. Wow. Wow. I mean, Even though everybody thinks that but that everyone last be post like that was, much more stoked next yeah. year. So good call, guys. I saw I saw people calling out that like Caspa uh, uh, Ganja White Knight post is like a subtle hint that they're gonna be there, but 
they are definitely no, not going to be there. No, we're definitely not going to be there. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, on the 28th. So if you don't uh, listen to this podcast, you're a sucker. It's funny. This, the podcast, this podcast is going to be coming out on the 20th. On so. the 20th. got the deets. Yeah. So, tales. Uh, just a shout out to my future self. Uh, have fun in Toronto on the 20th and, and L.A. the 21st. Nice. All right. Right on. Well, I'd like to do a quick shout out to just uh, like Max said, the rest of the crew will be at Infrasound. And we couldn't do this, honestly, without our crew that we uh, train and commit to this. And mm-hmm. so that's, you know, ourselves that are here and Brandon Ratke, Colin Thielen, Colton, Derek Quickkaler, Devin Hayes, Eric Johnson, JD, Kyle Powers, Ryan Sheriff, and Tyler Smith. Nice. So, oh, Kyle's working guys, with you guys now. All those guys really are behind the scenes, setting stuff up while uh, Max and Ryan and I are taking care of, uh, you know, setting up front of house or getting visuals ready mm-hmm. or just the contracts and all that stuff. And it's a great team to have. And, and without them, we yeah. wouldn't... Uh, we wouldn't be where we are. And I yeah, became friends with some of those guys. Kyle too. is a recent yeah. recruit. Yeah, nice. Kyle's very new. Yeah. Dude, JD was points. our first JD was interview. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How'd that one go? It was good. Great. Yeah. I, it was fun to, to see JD a little out of his element for the first time ever in our <laughs> lives. You know, he yeah. always is with it. You know, yeah, he yeah. loves talking. But he does, I but see him I think he got a tiny bit nervous, but he totally loosened up. But at first, we were like, we were like, this is a new JD, you know? But no, he totally loosened up, and it's a good interview. But yeah, That's it was our first one. That was cool. Yeah. Cool. We yeah. should call him right now. Yeah, I love how you guys have been um, expanding, though, um, over the years to uh, get to this point where you can be, you know, with Ganja, and then the rest of the crew can yeah. be handling another festival, and you guys can be in multiple places at Two once. Shows. You're going to see us on possibly a couple tours uh, this fall and in the spring. Awesome. Some and hopefully in the maybe yeah. my tour someday yeah. when yeah. I get more money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot we have a lot of stuff in the works, but like we don't yeah. it's like not hundred percent set in stone it's right basically now. So we just confined, don't wanna but, shout it out right yeah, now. Exactly. No, but you, you'll it. definitely see us around in What anything, does it rhyme with? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and and if anything, uh we're gonna be starting here in the next couple weeks, we'll be traveling with Ganja quite a bit for the rest of the year. Awesome. So nice. they have a lot of exciting yeah. shows. I'm pretty excited. I think we're at EDC Orlando, which will nice. be another insane big festival. Are Literal. you gonna go to the Harry Potter thingy? Harry you know, Potter World? I, I really wanted to, like, go to Universal or Disney World or something. I even told them because I wanted to, like, stay an extra day, but they booked our flights already. I'm going to have to look into (laughs) how much a fee would be to switch it because, yes, I would love to go. Worth it. Exactly, right? We'll see. We goddamn Leviosa. You can drink the butter beer and figure out the actual recipe. And Birdie Bots, every flavor beans. Hey, if you need an extra helping hand for that, you know, I'll be right here. The cable runner. Yeah, cable runner. All right, well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Um, We're going to go drink sake. It's been a privilege. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you on the road. Yeah, can we do this? When we think slow down for you guys, maybe like this upcoming winter when everybody's in a bad mood, we can get together and drink more sake. And, and yeah, we should, we should do like January a conspiracy one too, or talk about some weird alien. Can shit. we do it in the Denver airport? Yes, in the Denver airport, that would be even more. Crazy. <laughs> yes. Instead of noon, right. let's do it at midnight. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other twelve o'clock. If yeah. you guys don't know. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us here. It's, it's always a privilege to see you guys. Um, we've known we've known them for so long, um, and we don't get a chance to catch up with them unless it's at a show. And obviously, they're all busy working there, so it's nice to just be able to sit down and yeah, for sure. Catch Someday up. we will take them with us. Yeah, on tour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once we get that sponsorship money, or uh, something, or just money, or just money. I don't know. <laughs> 
more money. I gotta make a lot of margaritas and sell a lot of margaritas. To, yeah, uh, make us make more money, money, Pat, so we can bring production. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, so what do we got coming up this week? So when um, this comes out, this is out on Friday. We'll probably be driving down to Kansas City. We got what's it called, Funk Fest or something? Funk like? Street. Funk it's Street. It's the Floozies' fourth Funk Street in Kansas City. Are they from Kansas City? I don't believe. No, so. I think they're from Kansas though. Hmm. They're from down there. I looked it up one time. Yeah, I think that you're correct. But I it's know like they're rural, from that area. Really rural area. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, then they obviously have home state draw and all that. That makes yeah. sense. Cool. So, yeah, it's their fourth one. The lineup on them every year looks pretty crazy, but this year is pretty wild. Um, it's the Floozies, obviously, and Clozy. Dopio. Opio. Yeah, Dopio. <laughs> and Sun Squabby. Oh, awesome. Those guys are hilarious. Yeah. And um, so it'll be just a big homie party I feel like don't let me drink but we're gonna much. go see um we're gonna go to Funk Street we're not playing at that we're playing at the after party so we're gonna go hang out during the day what's and the venue do you it's know it's called the riot room the riot room that sounds fun don't let me like don't let me drink your party too hard I'm not your mom I know okay. I'm just trying to like be healthy you know then don't drink all right okay thanks so anyway <laughs> um after uh, that we're gonna go to Tulsa yeah on and Sunday t- we're following Chloe down to Tulsa Oh, yeah. Um, and shout out to Recycled Funk for bringing us to Kansas City. This is our first time in that city, and it's really tight to get into a new market and yeah. especially be heading down into that area. We've never played over. I mean, closest is probably, you know, when we played in Nebraska and Iowa. Yeah. And then for Tulsa, when we played in Austin and Albuquerque. So right, right. still quite a big area in there that we've always missed. So it's exciting. And, yeah, we get to um, follow Chloe down to... Tulsa at the IDL Ballroom, yeah. and I'm hearing both of these shows will probably sell out, so that's Really? Exciting. That's great. I heard there's a big uh, gang presence in Tulsa, so uh, come on out, gang. We'll uh, <laughs> dance a little a bit. It's a funk gang. It's <laughs> a funk gang. Come on, check it out. Uh, you know what, though? It's going to be weird. Sunday, Bible Belt State. Mm. Yeah. I wonder how it's going to be. Yeah. I wonder if they allow drinking. It is kind of funny that it's on a Sunday, but... Maybe it'll stop me from drinking mm. too much. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's how that works. It that seems how? like when people are really hard on certain things, people go harder at them. Damn. Don't push <laughs> the red button. Okay. Like people that smoke weed in Idaho. Oh, yeah. Hey, isn't that They're where that beer? wild and out. <laughs> Joe's IPA, Boise, or uh, Oregon. Or uh, Colorado. Colorado, Oregon, Boise. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, what else you got anyway. coming up? You got, a, you got a few cool solo sets coming up. So that's this weekend. Anyway, we'll go back real quick. Kansas City. And uh, Tulsa, uh, 21st and 22nd. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. And then you got some other stuff coming I'm off that following weekend, which is nice. This weekend I was off as well, this last one. It's been really nice to be home Mm -hmm. a little bit to work on some things and get some releases prepped to go out because I don't feel like I have a lot of time all the time when flying and stuff too. It's tough. Yeah, Yeah. and it's hard to mix down things on the plane because... Um, there's such a Screaming low children. frequency and like white noise that's just constantly happening because of the ventilation and you're, you know, only like a bajillion feet in the air and yeah. like yada, yada. So and then it's, it's tough. Like you got to either, it's almost like you got to force yourself to not stay out late, which is hard to do. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. You're really good at it. But I mean, <laughs> it's hard to do in our industry. If like, if we're playing it is, a I show, get sucked in. you know, but I mean, From if you're playing a show, like you don't get back to the hotel room until when you'd want to go to bed And I was anyway. just talking to someone about this, that even when you do 
get home after that, it takes you, even if you didn't drink at all, it just happens to me all the time that I'll get back and I just still need about an, about 90 minutes to watch TV and unwind from all of, and and my ears are just sort of still, I mean, you wear earplugs even, but they're still just sort of ringing Mm -hmm. from all the noise that I was just in. And now it's just, you know, dead silent because I'm at a hotel at like four in the morning Mm -hmm. and it takes me just a while to like unwind and actually be able to fall asleep. And then you have to wake up and and get out by checkout time. Yeah. You're not going to wake up and do work and you're not going to, it's so hard to go right from a show back to the hotel room to do the work. hungover sometimes, even Even if if you you didn't drink because you're just tired and I don't know. I don't really stay up. I'm not a night owl like a lot of my friends are. Um, mm-hmm. So staying up till four is, I mean, I stay up late. I have no problem staying up late if I'm working, you know. Right. Um, but if I'm not, I'm in bed by like 11 o'clock. So. Yeah. Well, I know I, we've talked about this before and I can, I can stay up. I'm a night owl. I can stay up till, although lately I've been getting better at it, but I used to, can easily stay up till like four in the morning without the help of any substances That's at crazy. all. And, uh, I can't do that. But, I got to say, especially then, like, if I'm working too, if, like, the bar closes at 1 in the morning, right, and I'm there till 1 or 1.30 closing, uh, I can, it's the same thing. It's after a show, after, like, dealing with people. I think it's just a lot of adrenaline and just, It's being social, I think. It gives you energy, and then Mm -hmm. you you need at least an hour to go back. Well, we're both pretty extroverted, so we do gain energy from being around other people. I get more introverted as I get older, I feel, but I still think that we both get energy by like, yeah, being social and interacting with other people. So it takes a while for that to fade out. And yeah, I just, I could never stay up till four in the morning. Even if I had like caffeine up the wazoo or something, I can't do it. Well, I'll I'll stop drinking the caffeine and be like, why am I doing this to my body? And I'll go to sleep. Well, I think that used to be the problem because when I was a server, um, I was drinking coffee until like 630 at night. And maybe that doesn't, you know, that might've kept me up Mm -hmm. longer than I thought. But um, what I was what I was getting at is staying up till four in the morning. Yeah, I, you can do that, but after like eleven thirty midnight, I get nothing productive done. It's just me watching Netflix yeah. or listening to podcasts or just watching YouTube video, random YouTube videos, or searching the internet. If even if my intention is, oh, mm-hmm. I got four hours here, I can. Um, you know, practice or I have a lot of music friends that say they they're all night owls. They don't even get like a burst of energy till like eleven That's, at night. Yeah, I get a second wind at yeah, like eleven. And, that, and they say they work the best. You know, like staying in the studio all night or whatever that it oh, is. And no. I've had thoughts where I'm like, I sort of wish that I was more of a night owl. But I appreciate that I can wake up at, you know, seven, eight, nine in the morning, mm-hmm. no problem, and be ready to go and start working on stuff. Um, the only thing that sucks is that often no, none of my friends are up. <laughs> so right. I'll like send stuff over for ideas for GRP or f- for the green room podcast or for collabs that I'm working on with other people or whatever. And I don't get a response for like three or four hours because everyone's deceased because right. they were in the studio all night or whatever. Well, so. see, that's the thing though. It, it's, I can stay up. I'm just, I can't be productive. I don't know how some people can be so productive that late at night. I've tried and I can trick myself into it. It's like one of those things. Once you start you put five minutes in, all of a sudden it's an hour and a half later. Um, maybe, but it's so hard just to start at that time for me. I find myself to be way more productive um, earlier in the day, like in the first half of my day. Yeah, I agree with that. Once completely. like five, six o'clock hits, I just have this, maybe it's because from working, you know, a normal nine to five job for so long that my brain is just used to 
working during the day. Yeah, powering and then, down later on. Yeah, and just, like, kicking back and doing whatever. And if I wait till, like, 6 or 7 o'clock to try to start practicing or working on whatever, it, it just doesn't really work well. Yeah, it end well. I hear you. I take too many breaks, and I get sidetracked and whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was a huge tangent. Uh, you, you have a rise coming up, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Yeah, I've got a rise coming up August 3rd through the 5th. That's in Loveland, and that's Colorado. It's that's a, just right outside it's like of... an hour um, outside of Denver. I think it's right near Fort Collins. Yeah. It's very close to Foco. So. Oh, my friend Jackie, I think she lives in Love, Loveland. Really? I think so. Nice. Uh, my friend Jordan lives there, and Brooke lives in uh, Foco. So really? she's coming as well. I think I'm going to camp with them. Sweet. Yeah, I'm Great. excited. But, um, so, yeah, a rise is Friday through Sunday. I'll be playing on Sunday at, I think, like, 3 o'clock or something like that. Cool. So if you're still around, come hang out. Um, besides that, I think I've got, let's see, um, I've got Wave Spell two weeks after that, which is STS 9's three-day festival at Beldentown, which is where I, we just were for Priceless Festival. So I'll be back yeah. up in NorCal real quick here as well. And then I've got um, Fozzie Fest, Rifflandia, and um, Motion Notion all in Canada. Yeah. All in Canada. Yeah, all wow. in British Columbia. Cool. What is it? Fozzie Fest? Yeah. What was what was the other one? Um, Rifflandia and Motion Notion. Motion so Notion. It's really exciting cool. to be opening that market. And then um, in September, we've got a few things I think coming up there, but the one that's announced right now is a uh, Secret Circus, and that's in Somerset, Wisconsin, which is uh, I think they do it. Oh, they did it at the hideaway last year, but I think they moved it this year. So it's still only like 30 minutes outside of the Twin Cities if you're looking for yeah. like a festival that's close to here. Um, Evan Off is playing there, who I just played with at the Fox Theater in Boulder. And they're out of Colorado, so that's pretty cool, cool. to hang out with them. And they're super talented. And I think uh, Frogleg is playing. I, they could be wrong. Really? I could be wrong, but they played last year. So they, and I know this, um, they like to get repeat acts. Yeah, so if you like so. a little electronic, a little jam band kind of stuff going on, it's a cheap, fun festival. A, yeah, and it's, we haven't played um And I'll be quote, playing local, big band. We haven't played like a local show yeah. in a while, well, so that could be... This isn't technically local. I know, but, yeah, but it's, it's a half hour away, man. You know, people. there's this restaurant over in Somerset, or not not in Somerset, Hudson, which is right next to Somerset. Oh, Agave? That, agave, that I have to eat at every time I ever get booked out in Somerset. It's literally on the way. Oh, speaking of Hudson... Best mac and cheese, best burgers I've ever had. Go to Agave, go yeah. drink their tequila, and play Big Buck Hunter. Yes. You're welcome. Uh, okay, I, I have to go on another tangent here. Um, I was in Hudson last Friday visiting my parents because uh, it's kind of like a nice halfway point for us where we live. Um, and we went to eat at this place that had this rooftop bar, and I ordered this burger. It was one of the worst burgers I've had really? in my that entire life. Like I would, I, This burger was like, it looked good. It looked like what they make, you know, like those food mm-hmm. photographers. It looked like that. And the bun was like really plump and nice, and I put it, pushed it down. It was like a whoopee cushion. Sh- yeah, kind of like a whoopee cushion. It just kind of like deflated, and then I bit into the burger. And the, I looked at the the patty itself, and it was like a hockey puck, like the shape of a hockey puck, like rigid edges. One of those frozen burgers. It was like they just took it out of like a frozen thing and just tossed it in the grill. I'm like that burger was terrible, man. That the really cheese sucks. wasn't even like fully melted on it either. It was It sucks when you nice. can't make a good burger out of real meat. I just ate a dank ass Cuban slider from downtown where the food trucks are yesterday made out of jackfruit. 
Whoa, pulled pork jackfruit, jackfruit awesome. you know? Yeah, jackfruit's really good. It was absolutely amazing. You couldn't tell the difference at all. And then they had nachos with it that were made with cashew nacho cheese. Ooh. Yeah, and Weird. it was also impossible to tell that it wasn't real cheese. So anyway, if you can't huh. make a good burger out of real meat, then you suck. Yeah. And rant. Anyway. Um, Don't have burgers on your menu. Happy then. Friday. Sorry that it's not National Hot Dog. Any, it should be, you know, not, just any national day. something else maybe this on Friday. The, this but. is the United States. Every day is hot dog day. Come on. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so go eat a hot dog and um, think of us when you do it. And... <laughs> Please don't don't think of me when you're eating a hot eat dog. A, <laughs> think of only Pat, please, when you <laughs> eat a hot dog. Yeah. And um, thanks to the Antic Boys for coming out, Ian, Max, Ryan, and um, all the other Antic Antics boys that do everything. Everything, free. yeah. They do a lot. They, Shout they work very out. Hard. Um, we will see you in a couple weeks. Peace out.